Hello, and welcome to the Self-Love Talk Podcast. I am your host, Sharon D. Meadows. If you've been here before, thank you, and I welcome you back. If this is your first time, thank you for joining. I'm so glad you're here. You may be wondering who I am, so I'll share a little bit about myself with you. I am a John Maxwell Certified Team Member. I am the author of the Amazon bestseller, Journey to a New You. I am an inspirational speaker, as well as a transformative teacher. And if you allow me to, I will be your guide on the intentional journey to self-love. If this is your first time joining, I'd like to share a little bit about how I began this journey. And if it sounds like something that will be beneficial to you, I just ask you to join me hand in hand and let's walk a little bit further to long along on this journey. More than two years ago, I began an intentional journey to self-love. You see, I realized through various decisions I had made in my life that I truly did not know what it meant to really love myself. I really truly didn't know what it meant to really value myself. I did not know my worth. I began this intentional journey to self-love to learn what it meant to really love myself, to really value myself, to really know my worth. It's been a lot of hard work. It's been very rewarding, but it's not easy. It's not just about affirmations. It's not just about waking up and saying, I love myself. It's not just about taking a, a hot bubble bath or getting a massage or a pedicure or, or whatever you do. Those things are nice and good when you're taking care of yourself, but to really love yourself, it goes deep, deep, deep. Like, to really learn what it means to love yourself, self-love, my friends, is the foundation for everything in life. It determines the decisions that we make. It determines the mates and, and, and significant others that we choose. It determines the jobs that we stay at and the jobs that we leave because we hate them. It determines so many aspects of life. Do you really know what it means to truly love yourself from the inside out? I want to thank you once again for joining me today. I have a special treat for you all. I received notification today um, that my listening audience is much larger than I was aware of. And so I am grateful for that. So if you're here today, if you come and listen to the replay, I just want you to just know how grateful I am just a heartfelt thank you for taking the time to listen to the message that I'm sharing. And I hope that it's well received and that it will benefit you and your life as much as it has benefited me and mine. I got a special treat for you all. I have a co-host joining me today. And this is a special treat for me too, because she's been a very good, long-time dear friend for more than 17 years. We've got an <laughs> interesting story on how we met, 
Uh, won't share that, but we were neighbors um, in Texas. And we've just been sisters from the beginning. And so when I approached her about being my special co-host guest today, and she accepted it, I was more than thrilled to, to know that she was going to be joining me. And, and when she was wondering what we were going to be talking about, I told her that I received a lot of feedback from many listeners that wanted to hear about rejection. And so she and I had a very heartfelt conversation regarding rejection and, and how we've been able to overcome it and not allow rejection to affect our self-worth and, our, and how we value ourselves. And so I think this conversation will be a very good one to have that other people may resonate with. And so without further ado, I'd like to introduce Ms. Dana Davis Armstead. She is an upcoming sales executive sales director and independent consultant for Mary Kay. Y'all, she is a 2020 pink Cadillac driving, rolling around town with her Mary Kay decal advertising. <laughs> and if you want to know more about her after the, the podcast, please feel free to connect with her on Instagram at Pink Cadillac Diva, one word. Um, she also offers makeup and skincare analysis and consultations virtually. And you can also look her up at her website, www.maryk.com slash D A, I'm sorry, D A R M S T E A D 2. So that's www.maryk.com slash D A R M S T E A D 2. And so, Dana, are you with me? Hi, good morning, Sharon. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> it's actually afternoon where I'm at right now. But. Oh, that's true. You're, yes. Well, here in Texas, it's morning. <laughs> well, happy well, afternoon, good, morning. Well, good morning to you, Dana. And thank you so much for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule, especially right now. I know how busy you are. And thank you. for allowing me to have some of your time today to talk about this very important topic on rejection and how it affects our self-worth and how we value ourselves. Absolutely. Um, My honor. So Dana, you and I have had several conversations with one another about rejection and um, we we're not going to share <laughs> those with the audience, but <laughs> what, what, I, what I would like to do is just get your thoughts on, I know that you are a top producing sales executive um, in your industry and you've been one for a very long time. You know, your results speak for itself, um, how well you care for your clients and how knowledgeable you are. And you, you're not even selling, you're more of a consultant informing people and educating them and they receive it very well. So I, I, I know your, your background in the industry of sales and you and I both know from our own personal experience how um, rejection can affect, <laughs> affect you in the sales industry. It could actually crush you. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. And you've been very successful in the sales industry and I, you and I both have had um, several different types of rejection in our life, but what I'd like to, to ask you is if you could speak on how you were able to overcome rejection to be the powerhouse sales executive that you are 
to be self-confident as you are, to know your worth, to love yourself like you do. You know, I've, I've known you over 17 years. I know you know you. And so I would like to ask you to speak to that, how the rejection in your life affected you and how you were able to overcome it to be in the place that you are today. Wow. That is, yes, that's, that's a great question. And it's so, so deep. You are absolutely right in stating that rejection is a powerful thing um, that we all have faced or may face from men, women, boys, girls, young and old alike. Um, my rejection, if I could go back into my childhood, started at a young age. And I'm, I would venture to say maybe um, that may be the case for a lot of people. But for me, it started what at... What age was that for you? What age can you remember that being? The years of realization and rejection started probably in my elementary years, probably around 9, 10, 11, my realization mm -hmm. that this was mm -hmm. actually a form of forms of rejection. And it started with family. Mm. Mm. What happened? So I, um, at the age of five years old, um, is when I started to realize what had actually happened early on in my life. Um, at the age of three years old, my dad was murdered by a group of uh, young adults who wanted... Um, basically robbed him for his money. Um, they wanted his wallet. And it was just a really senseless murder. Um, as a result of my dad being murdered, my grandparents um, wanted to um, hold on to part of his legacy or his, um, you know, me as you, as, as um, which I was his only um, child, his only um you know, seed left behind. And so my grandparents wanted to raise me. And so I did. I went to live with my grandparents at the age of five and a half. I think I was almost six at the time. Mm -hmm. And they raised me. They did an amazing job, a great job. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, they did. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And so as the years progressed, living with them, um, when I was about as I said, or in my elementary years, fourth grade, fifth grade, is when I started to realize that I had been, I was feeling the rejection, or shall I say, the rejection. You, um, I started to feel the rejection, and it and it started off really subtle, like rejection from who? Um, oh, re rejection from my grandmother's children, so my dad's siblings, mm -hmm. my aunts, my uncles, and and I could probably say. Um, two or three aunts and um, one uncle in particular. Um, I started to feel the effects. Um, it was visible. Some was verbal. Some was nonverbal because rejection can be verbal and nonverbal. Mm -hmm. And for the young elementary girl that I was, I felt it. I saw it. I experienced it. And it wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. It was actually heartbreaking many, many times. How did it make you feel, Dana? Um, it made me feel like I was not wanted, mm. uh, that my presence was not important. Um, it made me feel like um, 
the seed, me being knowing that my dad was important to my grandparents, mm-hmm. he was probably the most important. Um, you know, there's a um, a golden child in every family. <laughs> and I, I laugh about it looking back, but it was very hurtful because I realized that my dad was their golden child. And he was the child that cared for them so much. So when his presence was no longer there, it was a great void in their life. And they looked to me to be his seed and to give hope where hope was lost. And I realized that my aunts and uncles were just a, mm, I would say a tad bit, but looking back, they were not just a tad bit. They were very jealous. Mm. Dana, I don't want to stop you, but I I, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but you just said something that I think is um, very important to to speak on. Um, Your grandparents, because of, and I've said this before, I'm so sorry for your, you know, what happened with your dad. Um, But Mm -hmm. because of your, the passing of your father, your father being murdered and you were the only child that he had, you were special. And, you know, I can imagine your grandparents made you feel very special and wanted and important um, because you, you are, and you were, especially with you being his legacy. And then you've got jealous, family members who are seeing mm-hmm. this and they're mm-hmm. trying to make you feel lesser than like you're not mm-hmm. a, you're not valued you're not worthy mm-hmm. and I just want right. to for a moment because I want to point out to the listeners that sometimes rejection is not even rejection of us it's just a form mm-hmm. of from other people correct that's exactly right that's exactly what I sensed um, it was about you per se, it was about them being jealous of how your grandparents were treating you, and they wanted to lure you, lure, make you feel lesser than. And I think that happens not just with families; it happens in romantic relationships, it happens <laughs> in work environments, any place. And so, I just wanted to stop for a moment, just so people can be well aware that. Rejection, sometimes the root of it is just simple jealousy. Wow, that's powerful. And that is very, very accurate, very true. And I I can honestly say I've had rejection in those areas as well. And I could also touch on that, um, should time permit. But yes, absolutely. Jealousy from family is one of the most hurtful experiences especially a young person can have, but even an adult person, because it's hard to interpret. Um, it's, it's hard to interpret or under, understand how someone you love and someone who, who should love you reject you mm. openly and b- bluntly and just cold. It's just really cold. And it leaves you with a cold, cold feeling. And if we're not careful, we can take that same hurt and that same coldness and we could pass it on to the rest of the people in our lives Mm -hmm. as we grow. And however, there were several things that caused me to take that and instead of passing it on to do something with it, that would be good in a good um, nature Mm -hmm. um, to pass on to others. So I've turned Mm -hmm. that bad into good in my life. That is amazing Dana and I've seen it I've seen you 
um, I've seen it firsthand with you. And so what I want to do is take a brief pause right now. Um, listeners, please don't go anywhere. Stay with us. I want to process. Um, I want Dana and I both to process because um, this was, you know, this is a, a very important conversation to have between individuals and whoever needs to know that you are worthy regardless of rejection. So we, we're just going to take a brief pause. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. And we will be right back. And what we're going to discuss when we return is how Dana and her own personal experiences were able to take rejection, turn it around and become the confident, independent, self-loving person that she is today. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome back to the Self Love Talk podcast. I am your host, Sharon D. Meadows, and I have my amazing dear friend of over 17 years joining as my special co-host guest today, Ms. Dana Davis Armstrong. Um, I thank you all for staying with us and not going anywhere. And again, if you would like to connect with Dana after the podcast, you can do so on IG at Pink, on Instagram at Pink Cadillac Diva or www.maryk.com slash D-A-R-M-S-T-E-A-D-2. So Dana, um, thank you so much for sharing your heart with me and, and all of the listeners about your first experience with rejection and how it made you feel and how um, your family, your immediate family made you feel because your, parent, your grandparents were treating you special and like you were important. And we discussed in the last segment um, that jealousy plays a large role in why some people reject other people. And you made a good point, Dana. I just want to repeat this. Um, you said it, it may be very hard for people to interpret how someone who they love and should love them back could be cold and, and rejecting them. It's hard to interpret that. And I've been in situations myself where I've experienced that. And it is very hard to interpret and understand. So, yeah. Dana, I want to, if you will... Um, I, I mentioned how successful you are um, as a sales executive in, in the sales industry and how you have been able to overcome the rejection in business and personal experiences and to build your self-confidence and, and know your self-worth and embrace loving yourself to the fullest extent. I would like, if you will, just share with us how were you able to turn the bad of rejection into something good and to become the woman that you are today? Wow, that's powerful, Sharon. Thank you for um, continuing on this conversation because I find it is 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 very deep and it um, it was a turning point. Um, the turning point in my life, um, as I said, I, my early recollection of rejection and feeling rejected was in my elementary years and, and then junior high and then high school. <clears throat> and um, one thing that I um, know is that the most, 
the, the, the pivotal years for young children, because I have two myself and mm-hmm. I was a teacher for a few years, the most pivotal years for young adults, young children is the middle years of elementary, elementary and junior high. And that's where um, the, the impressions of friends and the connections that they, um, that we, you know, connect ourselves to is very mm-hmm. important. So I, I like to summarize it and say what helped me in those years to begin the process of processing the rejection. And it's three C's. One, connections, mm-hmm. conversations, mm-hmm. and covering. Mm-hmm. What's the cover? The covering is God. The covering mm-hmm. is God. I had a sense of God as an early young age. Um, I found a Bible my aunt had in a, in a drawer. Mm-hmm. I grew up as a Catholic girl and, you know, very um, active in the Catholic church. And my aunt had a Bible and she never really read it, but it was in my drawer. And she had spent the night one time when she was in town and left her Bible. And I, I started reading it and mm-hmm. I found comfort in it. I, I found some sense of understanding, even mm-hmm. though I didn't quite grasp the whole picture. But mm-hmm. I got that there was something bigger than me and there was something covering me and that was God mm-hmm. and journey with God started. So I sensed that God had a covering over me, that he was protecting me some in some way, somehow in my little girl brain. And of course it transpired into, you know, my adult years. So that is it's still, it's still my covering. God is still my covering. And so that part is, Let me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but let me let me just put this out there. What did you? What? And I don't want to put words in your mouth, so please, you know, clarify if you will. Because I can relate to that. Did you feel like you might not love me, but God do? Yes. Yes. That's it. That's it. I felt like I could go into my room and be with someone who loved me when I opened the Bible or when I started thinking about God. I felt like regardless of whether or not you like me or you continue to shun me or push me away or, you know, give gifts to everyone at Christmas but me, God loves me. Mm-hmm. And some way, somehow that gave me some comfort, but the pain was still there. See, the pain doesn't just go away overnight. Right. The pain lasts. And um, as I was sharing with you, um, the pain resurrected itself just the other day. I'm a 40-some-year-old woman still feeling part of that pain from the little girl who felt that rejection years ago. But yet, it has no control over me, but the memory still remains. It still lingers, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Dana, um, over the years from that first experience of rejection, because you are a very powerful woman and you are a very self-confident woman and you value yourself, you know your worth. Over the years, as you experience different types of rejection, how were you able to overcome? I know you said the connection conversation and the covering of God, Mm -hmm. but what was going on inside of your mind some of the times that said, I will not let you make me feel lesser than. I will not let you make me feel like I don't belong. I will not let you make me feel like I'm not worthy. 
what was going on in your mind to get rid of some of that negative self-talk or self uh, negative self-thought? That is so powerful because what helped me is, again, the conversations. The conversations, in the first most important conversation we have is what we tell ourselves. So even as a young child, even into my adulthood, what we tell ourselves is more important than what other people say about us. This is where positive affirmations come from. This is where speaking to myself the way I want to be treated, talking to myself the way I want to be talked to. Mm. So the conversations are very important. Um, I would tell myself, Dana, you are beautiful. Dana, you are smart. Mm -hmm. Dana, you are loved. Mm -hmm. And then when we say that, we have to find something to back that up. Dana, you are beautiful. One of my uncles used to tell me, you should be in a magazine. You should be on the cover of a magazine. You should be in Ebony. And so You're he really good. believed in me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really believed in me. So I took that and I, you know, and I processed it. And I would tell myself, you are beautiful. Now back it up with something. Um you know, some of the elderly people in the community would say, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, you're so beautiful. <laughs> some of the people in the church would say, you're so beautiful. You're so, so I backed it up with um, the conversations I would tell myself mm -hmm. and the affirmations I would tell myself. Mm -hmm. And then the conversations I had with friends. See, I, um, I was grateful to be, to, to be, um, be connected to good friends mm -hmm. from junior high to high school to now and into life. I mean, look, you're my friend, 17 years, right? Mm -hmm. So in choosing your friends, it's very important because those conversations will help you, um, will feed your soul. Yeah. And sometimes and oftentimes is what erases the feelings of rejection yes. from other people, yes. even your family. That's good. So yes. I remember those conversations and I still do today. And so instead of rehearsing the rejections, and we still get rejections as adults and we'll continue to get rejection. Especially but one, in sales. <laughs> especially in sales. <laughs> That's a constant thing. But I find that once we reject rejection, there's a book called Reject Rejection. Oh, I love that. And mm -hmm, Reject Rejection, as soon as it comes up, we must reject it. And it looks like this. Rejection, you have no place in my life or in my heart or in my spirit. Because once it becomes a part of your spirit, it becomes a part of your life. So reject it as soon as it, uh, it comes. Whether it be from a man, from a woman, from a, a job, from mm -hmm. sales, in the sales business, wherever. Reject rejection. So the conversations are very important and what we tell ourselves. Dana, that is such great information. I thank you. You and I, we've talked about this before, but we've never gone to this <laughs> level. Um, but what I do want to just add or just point out is um, when you said connection conversation, and it sounds like mainly, yes, external conversations, but it sounds like most importantly, it's the inner conversation you have with yourself right. that helps ward off. That's right. 
um, rejection. But you said you're covering, you're covering from God. So to me, listening yeah. to you and me knowing you, I may be a little biased because I do know you personally. <laughs> um, but it sounds like to me the foundation for your self-worth and your self-love actually came from knowing who you are in Christ. That's exactly correct. And and that is why when I say connection, conversation, and covering, covering, last but not least, is the number one thing. Yes. To know who you are in God. Yes. And I started, like I said, as a young Catholic girl, going to Catholic, um, you know, religion classes, going to church with my grandparents, and just knowing that there was someone who was bigger than me, bigger than all of us, yes. that was covering and looking over me. Yes. And in that, you knew you were special. You knew you were important. You knew you Correct. were loved. Yes. That's Dana, exactly right. Because I, God is love. Yes. Amen. God is love. Yes. Dana, I thank you so much for joining me today. And this I, I'm going to go and process this conversation myself and listen to it over and over again because I, I'm taking so many nuggets out of it um, for myself because it, it, it's, it's just really good information to share with people, especially people that may be struggling with rejection. And I love that you brought up the point to reject rejection. That is very powerful. That rejection has no place in your life and in your spirit and in your soul and in your being. I love that. And that applies to all of us. Rejection has no place. It has no power. And we tend to give rejection too much power over us and control over us. So I want That's to correct. Um, I'm sorry, Dana, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we go? Um, the only thing I would say in closing is as adults, we will have relationships where we may feel rejected in those relationships. Mm -hmm. The key I find as an adult now is that not only do we reject the rejection, but we must get to a point where we reject the rejector mm. or else they will continue to have authority and power over our life. Mm. That's it. I just pray that everyone was blessed and that you find some um, peace in this because once the rejection is removed mm -hmm. or in a place where we can deal with it immediately, once mm -hmm. it, it comes, because we are going to face it. Yeah. We, it's inevitable. Yeah. But once we know that it's coming and we're able to get in a position of rejection, um, rejection um, uh, defense mechanisms mm -hmm. where we could protect ourselves. Mm -hmm we take the power back from the rejector. Mm. And it's all about taking our power back. Amen. Dana Davis Armstead, that was, I put up, I wrote down, that's going to be another topic and I hope you'll come back and continue this conversation with me as my special guest co-host. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. To reject the rejector. Ooh, I felt that Yeah. One. I put a period, I wrote it down and put a period. That's going to be another topic for another day. But I want to thank, <laughs> <Sure. laughs> thank you again, Dana, for joining me as my special guest co-host. I really appreciate the valuable information you shared and sharing your 
being transparent and authentic and genuine and sharing your heart with me and, and the listeners on the podcast. And so um, friends, anybody that's listening, if you would like to connect with Dana after the podcast, or if you hear the replay and you want to connect with her again, her IG handle is pink Cadillac diva. She also offers makeup and skincare analysis consultations virtually you can look her up at www.marykay.com slash B-A-R-M-S-T-E-A-D-2. And just so you know, she is a very successful um, salesperson, sales uh, consultant in the beauty industry. And she lo- she's beautiful, as beautiful as can be. She does deserve to be in a, a magazine on the cover but she loves making other people beautiful as well. And if you if you see her driving around in Houston and her 2020 pink Cadillac rolling around and you see her Mary Kay decal, reach out, pick up the phone, call her, email her, IG, DM her, find her on her website or wherever. But she loves people. She loves helping people. I love her. And I'm so grateful that she joined me today. Thank you again so much, Dana. I appreciate it. Love you, Sharon. Thank you. Love you. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation on rejection and how to get past it. Um, Join us again later. We're going to be talking about rejecting the rejector and and, and just take with you. It's okay to reject rejection because that's not who you are. And so I love you guys and I will talk to you soon. See you next time.